Welcome to a festive as fuck episode of Tits and Teeth with your favorite little elves, Jen and Kai. For this holiday episode, we have a serious force with us. It's Matt Harmet. We all had some whiskey during this interview because it's the perfect thing to warm our hearts and bellies on a cold Canadian winter day. <laughs> we chat with Mr. Armet about our fun traditions for the holiday seasons, how taking risks can sometimes show you where you're supposed to be in life, and his story of coming out to his family. Matt is a beautiful holiday guest for us, but before we get to him, you know we got to hear the tops and tails of the week with Jenna Kai, holiday style. Hi, Jen. It's the Tops and Tales of the Week with Jen and Kyla. Oh, my God. It's Christmas style. <laughs> yeah, Christmas style. Okay, well, let me tell you about like our regular a Christmas in Australia. You go for a surf with your family, usually, like people wear the Santa hats down at the beach, and <laughs> but they're wearing like we call them budgie smugglers, like speedos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're wearing their little budgie smugglers in a Santa's hat, and it's, <laughs> it's good. And then you drink some wine with your family and you play like backyard cricket. <laughs> So fun. Yeah, it's all the all the good things. So like your Canadian Christmas to me <laughs> is literally like the movies. It's Oh yeah. It's so fun. Like with the with the melt of wine and like hot chocolate and putting on sweaters and staying cozy. Like I think it's funny. I think that's what a Christmas is in the American movies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because we get snow, and it's not the middle of summer. It is the middle of winter. So I'm into it. You, you opposite Aussies, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Like, our, the usually our Santa Claus, like, the picture of him is, like, in flip-flops, like, in thongs and in board shorts and a Christmas hat. And he, but he's still, like, fat Santa. Like he's got a belly and a beard. He's yeah. still got a belly and a beard. Dead. <laughs> So it's, so, it's so good. So I am just getting amongst it this Christmas, like every Christmas in Canada. I get, I love all of the things that you guys do, and I think it's like winter wonderland and magical. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. What do you know for Christmas? Um, for Christmas, this is my first Christmas that I don't get to be at home for. So that's like that's my tale of the week. Is like I don't get to do the regular Christmas festivities that we would usually do which is just eating and drinking and being around family and playing games and you know just the most lovely dogs and everything um but the tops is like we're having a bit of an orphan christmas so we're gonna have people here on christmas eve we're gonna go somewhere on christmas day there's gonna be a turkey dance gonna make latkes to like throw you know he didn't get his latkes this year, and so he's going to make them. What's a latka? What's a latka? It's a Jewish, that's what they eat. It's like a shaved potato, fried shaved potato, and they're called latkes, and you either eat them with, like, um, applesauce or sour cream. It's, like, the traditional toppings, and it's a food that, like, you have during Hanukkah. So we weren't home for Hanukkah. He didn't get his mom's latkes, so he's going to make his own latkes this year. That's so nice. Yeah, so it'd be like a traditional holiday food for them. Oh, cool. 
So, yeah. so the, yeah, I mean, I guess my tales is, oh, it's always just like, it's, you wish that you could just pick up everyone and put them in your, in your pocket and have them with you <laughs> yeah. at all times. But, um, unfortunately that's the, that's the life. We make our own family. Yeah. That's, that's the like recurring theme for all of this stuff, isn't it? Like when we have such yeah. a nice community. Yeah. That's the Tops and Tails, the holiday edition Tops and Tails. The festive as fuck holiday Tops and Tails. I love it. So good. And now we're going to throw it over to Matt Ahmed. It's time for 60 Seconds with the Godfather. Who's the Godfather? Jenna Kai, the Godfather. Who are we with? We're with Matt Arnett. And he's going to answer rapid fire questions in 60 seconds. Are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> it's time for 60 seconds with a godfather. It's 60 seconds with a godfather. Not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50. It's 60 seconds with a godfather. <laughs> Favorite holiday movie? Home Alone. Animated Grinch or Jim Carrey Grinch? Animated. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Worst, so much <laughs> Worst present you've ever received? Quickly, quickly. Oh, God. Oh, oh, crafts God. from kids. Okay. Worst present you've ever given. Oh, jeez. I have no idea. Oh. Pass. Rum, rum and eggnog or mulled wine? Mulled wine. Favorite character in the claymation Rudolph movie? <laughs> I don't think I've seen The that. dentist. It's the dentist. The dentist. The, the dentist. dentist. Just say the dentist. <laughs> I love the dentist. Okay, sorry. Hugh Grant or Bradley Cooper? Hugh Grant. Um, what Spice Girl would you be? Oh, 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 um, baby. Cute. Oh, uh, crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. On a scale of one to ten, how crazy is your family get together at Christmas? Not crazy because I rarely see my family at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what are your cat's names? What are my what? What are your cat's names? Your cat's names. Fenwick and Oliver. Okay, <laughs> good. That was a minute seven, people. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. It was Fenwick and Oliver's fault. Bless yes. themselves. We're here. We're here. We're here. It's happening. It. It's really it's happening. happening. <laughs> it's very exciting. Matt is a fan, and we're very excited. We, we're like, fans are fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Also, because they already know what's happening. They're like, it's I fine. Know, we, like, <laughs> this is exactly how I pictured it to be. This, oh, perfect. <laughs> In my great, imagination. Great, great. Okay, cool. So we're here with Matt. Um, we're drinking some whiskey mm-hmm. and just like a little bit of fruit. And um, what kind of whiskey you got there? I have Crown Royal. Okay, great. And I've got Jen's all-time favorite all-time whiskey. Favorite. <laughs> Which really, like, is it a whiskey? It is a whiskey. Um, it's a fucking sugar whiskey. <laughs> it's a sugar whiskey, which is Jen's all-time favorite. It's Jack Daniels, but the honey, honey Jack. <laughs> Kai, what you, what you finishing there? I have Uzo. <clears throat> this Uzo is from Steph Graham, who bought it for the closing of Mamma Mia. We drank it. It's a, Uzo is Greek. It's very, very on brand for Mamma Mia. Um, And she was like, take this home. Like we didn't finish the bottle. Take the bottle home of Uzo. And I fully was like, when, when are we going to have Uzo? When are we going to do that? Because I'm again, a whiskey fan always. But Kai was out of her whiskey, and so what's sitting there is a bottle of Uzo. <laughs> Let me tell you, the, the licorice flavor is just hitting me right today, girl. <laughs> good day! Yay. Yay! Everybody's having a good time. 
<laughs> and I should, we should let it be known. Matt's a classy man. His drink of choice was actually an old fashioned. Of which we're going to go to the keg afterwards and have a nice fancy old fashioned. But for right now, it's whiskey on ice, They, they make them real good there, too. <laughs> they do. Mm-hmm. I know. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Michael Hughes, this question, because he's inserted himself in every episode of ours now. Like a legend. Favorite musical and, and dream role, sir. Okay, so anyone who knows me, this is not a surprise. Um, it's definitely a chorus line. As I walked into Jen's apartment today with a chorus line on vinyl that my dear friend Christy Frank gave to me, when she's like, I was in the Maritimes and I picked this up for you because everyone knows how much I love that show. Aww, um, that's and nice. my dream role in it when I, well, ages ago was always to play Mark. Um, and then it was Bobby, and then I got to play Greg at Stratford in it, which was amazing. So I like gradually got older and aged through the different (laughs) characters I could possibly play. Um, but yeah, that's my favorite one for sure. And Hands that's down. your dream role. And that was you've one, got yeah. to do it a couple yeah. of times, which and is it, wonderful. It's great. And another, the only other one would be to play Bobby in Crazy Blue. I got to oh understudy at Stratford, but uh, I didn't yeah. get to ever go on for it. And I definitely want to play that one still. Sometimes. So he's a tapping, a tapping leading man. Yes. Which goes into what you're doing right now. Do you want to tell the people? Sure. I'm doing a Holiday Inn in Cambridge uh, with Drayton Entertainment. Um, I got brought in, I got called in September because the guy who had been playing Ted Hanover was um, not able to do the last leg of the run <laughs> and uh, at their third theater in Cambridge. So they called me up and asked if I was available and I said yes. And then I learned the show very quickly. Um, <laughs> it was you great. You come back in and do it quickly. It's an old, it's like it's... riding a bicycle, right? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like throw you right back no, in. No, it was like, great. I'm like, oh, I've, I've understudied and swung before. So like, I know how to do this. But it's funny watching the archival in Winnipeg being like, so they do this, but I don't know why, because I wasn't there for any of the rehearsal process, but I know that I turned to this no. person on this line, and I should probably do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, especially, it's, it's like, weird memorizing it like that. tap off a video is different, too. Oh, yeah. Because... Oh. Sweet Carla Bennett sent mm-hmm. me, the dance captain, my dear friend, sent me, like, all sorts of video clips of the back of her feet from various hotel rooms oh, while God. she was teaching God. in Michigan, because, you know, that's how it works. Yeah. Of, like, the tap solo in pieces, so I could learn it in my kitchen. And I used well, to have I... to, like, keep Fenwick away from my feet and put, like, his cat grass <laughs> behind me so he would eat that while I could, like, tap in the kitchen. <laughs> I know, I hate you. Um, all right, friends, so this is our holiday episode. Hey, um, Merry Christmas. Yeah, because we're ho, coming ho. to you. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, 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 Because like. um, we're coming to you on Christmas Eve. So, but whatever uh, holiday you might happen to celebrate, um, we're going to send you all a lot of love. Um, and Kyla and I were talking earlier for our tops and tails this week about how we spend our Christmases, what Christmas is like at, at our place. Mm-hmm. Um, what about yours? What's, oh. what's a typical... Honestly, uh, do you celebrate Christmas? For yes, I yep. do celebrate okay, Christmas. Um, I haven't had a typical like family Christmas since probably my first year of college. <laughs> so it's been oh, a hot well, minute. Yeah. Honestly, I've been lucky to be away a lot. And mm-hmm. if I've gone home, like my mom, well, some people know, but some people don't. My mom passed away right after I turned 22. So after that, mm-hmm. I didn't really have a home in my in my main home that we had forever, we had to sell the house and stuff, so I didn't have a home to go home to. So if I ever got to go back to North Battleford, Saskatchewan, I would just stay with friends and have Christmas with them. But I spent so many Christmases 
doing shows out right. here in Ontario that I'd just go to one of my friends' houses, whoever's <laughs> family invited me in for Christmas, I would go and like that's experience so their lovely. traditions, which yeah. is the best. Yeah, that's nice. Yes, and like this year, because I'm here again till the end of December, so I have two days off, and the, my, the wonderful Chad McFadden has invited me to his house and we're probably That's listening perfect. to this right now like on christmas eve and i'm sitting there like making eyebrows at him <laughs> so, yeah so, so that's nice. what i'm doing christmas Just, this like, year serving him whiskey and yeah. all the things it's great. A, you know it's a, it's a, the extended community of like all of our people Asia. in the biz are yeah. our family and you go where wherever you can be and it's awesome i've yeah that's so this nice. Is like the third or fourth you and, um, have you and ty set up any family like any traditions of your own so far we started a couple last year when we were in North Battleford for the year. Like, we went with our friends and we cut down our own Christmas tree, which is the first thing we ever done. But then this year, like, I wasn't around and we couldn't do that. So, like, he <laughs> bought one at Walmart and then Fenwick, like, promptly knocked it off the table and there was dirt everywhere. You're like, just trying to Just trying to be Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. But, like, we, we, bought a, we, we got a lot of Christmas lights and decorations last year. And he... Yeah just one day had to like decorate the house. So he was sending me pictures all day of like all of our old decorations from our old house in the new house and new places he found to put them and stuff. So like that was really sweet. That's cute. Making me feel like I was at home even though I'm out here. (laughs) Even though we're in it. I mean, it's just typical actor life, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I love, I love how like, we're all like, Hey, do you have anywhere to go? Like everyone makes sure that like you've somewhere to go for Christmas to like, Make sure that you feel homey and everything. And yeah, I think we're going to have people over here on Christmas Eve. That's yeah. the plan. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. definitely yeah. have had um, Michael Hughes uh, definitely op- yeah. has opened up his home so many times to myself and Brent and um, Justin Stadnick. We, yes. we are like their extended family. Greg Pember is another one that yep. we've had Christmases. So you're totally right. We haven't talked about that. Just like what a wonderful community we have. Thank goodness. Yeah. Get out of it, you. (laughs) So good. So again, um, this time of year is very busy. Do you, um, you like, I mean, nobody wants holiday stress or anxiety, but but like people do have seasonal affective disorder is what it's called. Like sad, like people get Mm -hmm. sad at this time of year. Like, is it really a thing? What do you think about it during the winter months? Like, how do you stay positive especially like bless winnipeg is is great but it's fucking freezing in winnipeg this is the thing though like i grew up in north battleford saskatchewan and winnipeg is also it's exactly the same weather yeah um and like even leaving north battleford to move to winnipeg and people were teasing us being like oh it's so cold in winterpeg i'm like guys it's further south and it's exactly the same weather yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) um but Both as far of as those like provinces though are like they oh, are they're, cold. They're cold. Yeah, it's the dry cold, the wind and burning your face off. Um, These things are insane to me. <laughs> you're like, what? I know, well, you're like, never. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> as far as the like, I guess not being. I've never been like a stressy person at Christmas. I just look forward to like decorating and buying. Like, I'm not even a huge gift giver, but I'm like, I just want to like bake cookies with somebody and like hang out and yeah, have drinks nice. and like I'm much more chill that way with Christmas I guess but um in, in general something that helps me that I have been doing still is like a year ago I discovered the Headspace app 
I which is what? It. Do you yeah. know that? Yeah. What is it? It's a, med- it's a meditation app and it's all these guided meditations and there's different topics. So you can oh. pick like a 10 week session on change or anxiety or whatever it is. It's really great. So I discovered that and doing those like 10 minute meditations okay. every day are super helpful to like stay calm and remember that like not everything's awful and falling apart. <laughs> it's really good. I, like, so I have it as well. I downloaded it onto my phone, but I've never, so I didn't pay for it because you can do it for free and just keep listening to the same 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I like to stay up at night and I'm productive in the evening and my husband goes to bed early. So in order to try and like shift my eight hours or whatever, I have been actively trying to go to bed earlier, and so I thought, okay, fucking meditate <laughs> to try and just like Does you know get yourself focused. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! And um, so I just re-listened to those same ten, but it's just like you know centering yourself and yeah. focusing yeah. on your breath. Yeah. Have you done yoga nidra before? No. My my Tell me about it. my friend Kelsey, who is uh, one of my best friends from back home, she uh, is a yoga teacher and just took a yoga nidra class, and okay. it's like basically like talking at you while you lay in shavasana for 45 minutes but it's like help you it can help you go to sleep like she puts one on and like passes out every night you should look some up oh my gosh i'm so it might change your life so you like the headspace i do like the headspace app good guys so if you want to pay for it and do all the fancy ones do what matt said if you you don't want to pay for it just just get the 10 i saw oh my god i saw a group on for it like half price the other day though so like look around sometimes you can get a deal (laughs) i like mine though but i will i will i will i will that's a good idea but i made brent um listen to it as well and it's literally it's just you know anything to focus you it's always good yeah and the breathing that's cool okay so um we just wanted to know a little bit about yourself Mm. where growing up in where did you say (laughs) north North battleford saskatchewan hello what was it like being a male dancer growing up in north battleford tell us about tell us about it um it wasn't too terrible, actually. Okay, great. Um, there were two other guys at my studio. Um, one was a couple years older than me, and one was a couple years younger. So mm-hmm. there were sort of the three of us. So we never really felt alone. So you had faces to aspire to, and yeah, was- and like someone to challenge you because you know, like having being the only boy in a class, sometimes you get a little hot headed. But having another guy, you challenge each other to get better, which was helpful growing up. I think. Cool. Um, like, and of course, you get called like names in high school down the hallways and stuff. Did you face any of that kind of stuff? A bit of, but not nearly as bad as Mm. other friends of mine that I've heard from other places. Or like, even like the other two guys I danced with, Devin and Sasha, both are straight and never had, had, they like, I mean like, they got teased I think worse than I did. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. And we only got teased for being dancers. Like they just called you fag and stuff because you're a dancer, not because... So terrible. <clears throat> and I was like, I actually think I am. So like, that's a whole other level <laughs> yeah. inside me right now. Yeah. Um, but it was also a different time because the only show you had on TV to like go off of was like Will and Grace. And right. not many people watched that. So like it wasn't as visible. I've, I've talked about this before, but like it wasn't as visible. Yeah. Gay men in general in public, in the public eye, because I think a lot of my friends and a lot of my friends in high school were obviously girls. And they would have picked up on the signs long before I came out to them after right. high school if we only had 
the gay characters on TV and stuff and in pop culture that we have now. Yeah. They would have recognized it a lot sooner and been like, yo, I think something's <laughs> I up. Like, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. back then I could like hide and nobody knew. Right. Because no one suspected anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My it's goodness. not, I mean, like some people say like growing up in a small town, like being gay or being a dancer would be more difficult. But sometimes like it's kind of in my head, like I'm from Stratford, small town. Yeah. But like if you were a dancer, like that's just kind of what you did. Like in a small town, like you're okay. Be like, yeah, so that's what they do. Rather than in like big towns, like really identifying of like, oh, those boys are dancer boys. It'd be like, yeah, I, boys who danced and did stuff. You're just like, oh yeah, like that's that was yeah. that's what they yeah. do on the weekends. Okay, cool. Like, bye. Yeah, I don't it know. I, it was actually, it wasn't too bad. Good. I never had any like horrible traumatic experiences or anything. Good. good. I guess we were asking probably because it is a small town. Oh, um, yeah. And in a conservative an province. Yeah. area in a conservative province. So just whether or not you ended up coming up against that because you were a successful male dancer and obviously had to spend a lot of time at the studio and yeah. things like that. Oh, but so I always like I always joked like afterwards, like I've said now since, since my mom would probably just roll her eyes at me if she was still alive and I told the story. But like I always joke that. And I'm like, I w- my mom sewed all of my clothes as a kid, a lot of them, and sewed all of my dance costumes and everything. So I was always in the basement helping my mom, like, design costumes and, like, helping, like, learning how right. to sew and doing all these things. And, like, I like like cooking and baking and dancing. And I was like, there were so many signs. Like, if she'd just <laughs> known or had, like, one gay friend in her life, she would have been like, oh, yeah, the son. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely the Mo in the family. <laughs> she had no idea. Come out. Did you come out to your mom? Like, because she... Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I came out, like, literally when I started college right after high school. Like, the right. fall yeah, yeah, of. Yeah. So was that when you finally, like, moved to a big city and you were like, oh, wait, kind this of, is I what guess. I am. <laughs> yeah. I'd work... I'd, uh, for the second summer in a row, I'd gone to Vancouver to work at the... To do shows at the PE right oh, after cool. grade 12. Yeah. And... Um, I got a, I had my first boyfriend that summer mm-hmm. in August and then I moved out to Victoria to, to go to, uh, CCPA in Victoria and, uh, and my mom was like one of the last people I came out to. Oh really? Cause I think, Why? you know, you always, I think, and I found this with lots of gay friends of mine is the closest people to you, your best friend or yeah. your closest family member are usually the last ones you come out to because their opinion matters the most. So you sort of test it. On other people before you get there, which you don't realize you're, you don't consciously do that, but it's just what happens usually. So my mom was one of the last people I told. And how did she respond? It was not great. Really? (laughs) Oh no. Which is funny because my dad was, my dad was much more open and like cracking jokes about it right away. But like, that's my dad. Yeah. And Um, that was his way of responding. And it was fine with him. It's always been okay with him. He's never had a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But my mom always had a problem with it. She was never a hundred percent okay with it. Why do you think? I I think it had something to do maybe with her, um, like just a little bit conservative views and religious upbringing maybe got in the way. And I think, Honestly, being her, f- I'm the, I'm the oldest of two boys. I have a brother, and my brother's straight, and was the hockey player in the family. Right. So I think being the first, she had a house and a wife and kids and white yeah. picket fence image, and yeah. I shattered that very yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I think that 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 turnaround was hard. And like I came out to her when I was almost 19, and then she passed 
right after I was 22. So I didn't have a whole lot of time to talk to her about. Did you guys get to reconcile that a little? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't 100%. I don't know if she ever would have been 100% okay with it, but I like to think she would be by now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always (laughs) like, parents don't want your life to be anymore. They want you to have an easy, happy, wonderful life. And like, I always found like parents get, even with like, if you say you're going to be an actor, you're like, oh, that's a difficult situation. I don't want you to have a difficult exactly. situation. I want it to be so easy for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, yeah. it's often out of love. And she wanted me to like go it's to school and become yeah. a lawyer or a doctor because I had good marks it's, and, and do that. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah. but you've spent all this money on my training already and you've been so supportive. Why don't you want to let me just go to theater school for two years and then see how it goes? Yeah. I yeah. Like, I can go to university when I'm 25 if I want. <laughs> you could still go. I could still go to university. I took a there. course through Ryerson last year online oh yeah yeah. (laughs) um what would you say to your mom now if you if you had the chance that's a tough i know i'm so sorry to say oh god honestly honestly i think she would have by now because i'm i'm almost 33 i think she would have come around by now um because i would have had a lot of opportunities to to, to grow as an adult and talk to her about it. I think yeah. back then I didn't have the vocabulary or the, the self-awareness or self-confidence to yeah. tell her what I really would have been able to. Yeah. Um, I think she would have come around by now though. Cause I have lots of friends back home that are, have always been my like surrogate moms through mm-hmm. my life and a bit like took over for me after she passed and they have all come around like tenfold yeah, and are, are from the same community and all the things and uh, treat me like their son. And they just, they just get it. Once you know somebody, yeah. they just all seem to get it. Yeah. 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 Whew, we went there. And whiskey. Cheers, everybody. Um, have a oh, it's great. I'll talk to my mom. I have like nice. tattoo yeah. on my back for my mom, like, Aww. and my grandma. Well, like, it's even a whole just thing. coming out like, um, Cause I think yeah we haven't really talked about yeah, that. yeah I don't I think was, you've talked about that yet no I think that, that will be, mm-hmm. I was sure. talking I was talking to Ty about it today mm-hmm. um, on the way here because he choreographed a dance to uh, a one up song do you know that group they were just on the Voice it's two guys oh, and they're a couple yeah. and they sing together and they've just like they didn't win or anything on the Voice but they're incredible and they just recorded a song and Ty choreographed it at Drop in Dance last week or la- the, last hey. night <laughs> wait what day is it today yeah, last night <laughs> and so he like posted it to his story and tagged them in it and was like thanks for and they wrote back being like thanks for all of this blah, blah, blah. like it was so great and Ty and I had this conversation which we've had before about the visibility of gay men being successful in the world and in the arts and being happy and healthy and all of that stuff that I'm like, if I like, for me, it's specifically Troy Sivan is who I relate to where I was like, I was the skinny, like bleach blonde twink. If I had like known that that existed in pop culture and was celebrated and you could have a career like that, and be openly gay and sing yeah. songs about boys coming out at 18 would have been a heck of a lot easier yeah it's so interesting <clears> isn't it which I think is great that we have that now yeah and like yeah, young kids that, growing yeah. up are like great I have that role model you know that it exists yeah yeah and I, I mean and like bless like again this is very heavy but like in the 80s what was being talked about in gay culture was unfortunately HIV and AIDS yes, and like absolutely like that's all you heard about gay mm-hmm. culture and it's like oh could you imagine yeah which i think is probably also what my mom was worried about yeah worried because that's about probably that. all probably she knew time, yeah. because she didn't have any exactly. friends that's that were gay that's or anything and that's, that's all she would have known as far as 
in the news about gay men was mm-hmm. that they were dying yeah, of AIDS. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I under, I'm sure that concern came into it, but me at like naive 17, 18, had, I barely <laughs> like, knew anything about me. that anyways. I was like, just love me. I like boys. I want to kiss them. I think they're cute. Like, and I like dancing. <laughs> and I like and... dancing and singing in musical theater. And I just want to go be an artist. Like, I want to move far, far away and be an artist. <laughs> I know. I guess, I guess that's all a lot to um, digest yeah. if that's not your immediate world or not what mm-hmm. is right in front of you or, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's always always interesting thinking about our parents as well as just being human beings and you know a product of their own environments too mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. yeah and we great. want them to be everything that we've ever imagined and like they're just humans as well yeah <laughs> but there's that level of like when you hit your early 20s when they come off the pedestal of being your parents and you start seeing them as humans and more on an equal level of going oh you're flawed individuals too oh great so yeah. I'm allowed to screw up yeah. awesome <laughs> all, all the time you're telling me to do the right thing you mean I was allowed to screw up and learn yeah because they weren't fucking doing it like (laughs) they don't bloody know exactly (laughs) oh my god my parents didn't like every day it kills me all the time and like my mom was in her young 20s like her early 20s when she had both of us older kids like we have a little brother now as well but like I'm like no 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 Kylie's at 22 being like here's a baby fuck off that would have been tragic <laughs> Tragic, right yeah mm-hmm. my mom had three kids Bless by the time she that. was 24 i know my parents like, had us what? so late oh yeah yeah my mom and my mom and dad were 36 when they had me and 38 oh, when they had my brother very late. but in a small town everyone else had their kids in their early 20s so my mom loved yeah. it because she looked good for her age and everyone thought she was 10 years younger than she was <laughs> <laughs> and she was like yes Yes, I'm 32. Meanwhile, she's 42, carrying yeah. small children around. <laughs> like, still got it, boo boo. Yeah. That's so nice. I love it. What's your yeah. mom's name? Valerie. Val. Val. Gorgeous. Val. That's a yeah. perfect. I love perfect mom names. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a good like, mom Val. name. Perfect. You know what's really weird? Here's a here's a fun story. Okay. So like my mom's name is Val, and Devin Jameson, who danced with me, he's got he's like superstar in LA now. Like worked for. He was Michael. Ja- he was one of Michael Jackson's backup dancers when Michael passed away. Oh my god! Like it's a whole okay. thing. He's worked for everybody. Okay. But Devin's mom's name is also Valerie, and uh-huh. get this: Brett and Joel Taylor, who are from outside of Moose Jaw, who mm-hmm. are dancer yeah. boys. There weren't very many of us. Yeah. In Saskatchewan, so their mom's name is Valerie too. Oh, can I? And now? I was like, what's with all the like Valerie's having <laughs> dancer boys? <laughs> Let's just just oh, all take it. I was just Brett Taylor. Say, I was like <laughs> being farmers, and their parents being also like, like yes. Farming and ballet, those go together. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely, that. yeah. So, you and Tyrell made this big decision to leave the business and go to North Battleford and own a studio, but now you're in Winnipeg, and what? Yeah. <laughs> so just for our listeners as well, these are two um, very well-established uh, people Thank in the business you. and, um, you know, have all worked at very notable theatres, have had huge success, and then uh, met each other and said, in the heights of both of your careers, both went, you know what, we're, we're good. We're going to own a studio, and that's that, <laughs> which was always, like, 
Whoa. So tell us about the entire experience and what you learned from it all. Jen had Jen. Jen's question is always much more informed and better. I'm like, just tell me. (laughs) So I'll try and give you the, the, like the shortest version I possibly can. So basically the opportunity, Ty and I got together, um, and the, and we were together for less than a year even. And the opportunity presented itself to possibly within a couple years, move home to my hometown and, and, and buy the dance studio that I grew up at from my owner, my, the studio owner there who has basically been my, uh, one of my other moms. Cause you spend mm-hmm. more time at your studio than you do at your own house as a teenager. Yeah. Um, yeah. so we talked to her, talked to her a lot and we decided we were going to do this that I I'd, I'd worked at Stratford for 6 seasons my body was getting very tired and I'd hit 30 and it was starting to fall apart um, a bit and I was like let's get out while we're ahead before we get horrible injuries or something like mm-hmm. that and so we moved we decided to move and uh bought a house in North Battleford and went to teach there for the year and get to know the kids and let the parents get to know us and all of the above and work on the the business, how it was going, how this takeover and buying purchase of the business was going to work. And in February, March, we kind of got to a point where we're like, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, this business deal is not, it's not smart for us. It's yeah. not exactly what we would like it to be. And we think we need to bow out of this. Well, good on you for both like so, having the yeah. to reset. Oh, not without life. like many tears and hardships and yeah. like, oh God, I cried so much in the last year. So yeah, so we decided in March that we weren't gonna buy it anymore and we finished out the year teaching there at the end of May and then had to move. So we put our house on the market and we'd already decided late March that we were gonna move to Winnipeg. Um, it's close to Ty's family. Yeah. Um, and I'd worked and there before and he'd worked there before and we had connections and friends and we're like, yeah. where can we go that is close to some family? So Ty's yeah. family is great. We love them. And also housing is affordable so we can still own a house because that was important to us to have a home base. And Winnipeg's artistic community it's is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. It's, I've never been so welcomed into an artistic community in my life like there's always like a hint of like you move to a new city and there's a little hint of like please don't take our jobs <laughs> or like you're, you're not from here or you're not from here you're yeah, new yeah, you're, sure. you're not part of this group or this mm-hmm. clique or whatever it is but Winnipeg is not like that at all and their arts and culture is flourishing in so many aspects, in visual art, in music, in dance, in theater, in well, all of the things. they have things. the Winnipeg Ballet, they have Rainbow Stage, they have the MTC. They, they have the so Winnipeg many... Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. They have, it's, it's, Which is and, always and a bunch tied of, into this And a bunch stage. of other smaller theater companies, too. It's, it's, really, mm-hmm. it's really phenomenal. So within moving there, we had so many doors open up to us. Like okay. the month that we moved there, um, people were giving us great opportunities uh, I know as an ensemble boy more growing up and like mm-hmm. I'm starting to play leads now which is fantastic it's mm-hmm. what I've always wanted but I want to expand into choreography and directing and prolong my career that way so I'm not kicking my face till I'm 75 mm-hmm. um, I mean hashtag goals hashtag <laughs> goals like yeah if these bow legs can kick till then absolutely <laughs> but I doubt they will be able to there's not enough Epsom salts in the world to put me through that <laughs> So, so moving to Winnipeg to have great theaters around in a community that 
that really loves hiring local people too to right. go. And I can expand my career and and do that in going there. And I have two projects in the new year that I'm doing that I get, that they've offered for me to choreograph. So yeah, so as soon as I get back to Winnipeg, I start rehearsals um, on Sundays and Mondays for this show, and then I have another show in in March that I get to choreograph as well. So it's super awesome. I'm super excited <laughs> to have these opportunities given to me. It's like so such a dream. It kind of <laughs> like I mean, what's the lesson here, right? Like take big risks. The uh, the message and advice I guess I have that I learned from this that I'm still learning from, like every day because yeah. it's still so fresh um is that i think ty and i had to go to saskatchewan to learn that we needed to be somewhere else and it was literally the like curved path instead of a straight path to winnipeg because i don't think we ever would have left ontario to move straight to winnipeg right, but it's yeah. where it feels like where we're supposed to be and the universe it was funny when we were in North Battleford, Ty read this thing that was like, or somebody told him was like, when the universe tells you that you're not supposed to be somewhere or you're in the wrong place, they start throwing pebbles at you. And when you don't listen, they start throwing bricks. We had bricks thrown at us. And it, it took us till the bricks to actually listen. And then we got to Winnipeg and the universe was like, yes, this is where you're supposed to be here. Here are all these opportunities. I literally, like being offered Holiday Inn is such a dream. Like this part, like I get to be like, the song and dance tap dancing leading man that's what the part I've always wanted to play and was literally offered to me because people knew that I could do that and my cast the cast members were like you need to call Matt Armand yeah and and here we are like everyone like like, had my back and it was it was the sweetest feeling of going there's my family there's my community yeah here we are yeah this is where I belong and let's just keep growing within this community because this is it's what I know. And again, it's what I've spent if so much you time hadn't doing. been doing another season at Stratford this year, or obviously, like if you stayed mm-hmm. in the business, because that's you know you probably would have been booked doing something else, so you wouldn't have been available for this part. So it's fucking cool that you took the risk and did all of the things yeah. that then kind of led yeah. your heart where it's supposed Which to be. Is- Give us your advice, not our man. Okay. <laughs> My advice is. Um, when I was at CCPA, the Canadian College of Performing Arts, for anyone who doesn't know, uh-huh. we had our, the directors at the time were Jacques LeMay and Janice Dunning. And Jacques LeMay, in his career management class, said one thing that has stuck with me to this day, and I'm sure I'm not the only student from there, is that there are three things you need in this business. A suitcase, a passport, and a sense of humor. And yeah. anytime something crazy happens to me in this business... I always come back to that saying and going, yep, exactly. Make sure your passport is up to date. Have a really good suitcase that you can put your entire life into in a heartbeat. I like and a go. fancy suitcase. And a, sense a of, suitcase. and a sense of humor because, one, we all love humor in our business. And if you can be friendly and kind to everyone you work with yeah. along the way, it's going to pay off tenfold. And also have a sense of humor because you don't know, you might be in Australia doing a musical tomorrow. Like, crazier things have happened. Um, Probably. I don't think Australia's going to be calling me anytime soon to be like, I mean, yo, we'll we need you yeah. to come. Who knows, maybe you can hook me up. You're like, I have this friend Matt, and she he'd be great is, for this mate. part. No we'll problem. just send you, we'll no send you to Oz, and it'll be great. Yes, come on over. We love everyone. <laughs> Thank you for chatting to us about all of those beautiful things. It goes by so quick, doesn't it? It does go by very quick. It's like you could plan all of the things, but it's No, like... this is fantastic. I like, oh, I wrote you guys this uh, first episode. I was like, my new life goal is to be on Tits and Teeth. <laughs> 
And then when I was coming to Ontario, I wrote you right away and was like, we yes. have to make this happen. It's going to happen. I'm so excited. And that's how you get gigged and stuff. You're like, hi, like this is what's happening. Yeah, I'm here and I'm available. I literally just Let's talk to people or send an email and be like, I want to do this, please. And then maybe someone will be like, sure. Okay, fine. Great. I mean, we're fucking easy. Come on over. We love it. No, it's good. And thank you for talking to us about all the things. It's really important yeah. for people to hear it. It's beautiful. That's You're beautiful. So A five, six, seven, eight. Bitches are lit. Titties out. Turkey's done. Oh, oh, oh. everyone. <laughs> There you have it, folks, our very special holiday episode with the wonderful Matt Ahmed. You can find this beautiful soul on Insta at Matt2A. That is M-A-T, the number two, and A, the way that you Canadians spell it, E-H. You can find us on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast. We're on Twitter at Teeth Tits, and we are online at titsandteethpodcast.com. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, rate, and review whatever you're celebrating this holiday season. Remember to drink up, be merry, tell someone you love them, keep your tits up and your teeth out, and have happy holidays, you bloody legend.